0: learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee or in my case, tea and join us as we fellowship.
1: Deserment, I believe something that every single person that God has made has. I believe everybody has in them the ability to be able to know in a very deep level, what Things to come, um, know which way to go, things like that. But but just like every other sense, this particular sense needs to be fed. This particular sense needs to be guided. It needs to be uh, cultivated over time. Um, Many of you can probably attest to. You know, and situations. Aside, yeah, aside mm-hmm.
0: from that, it needs to be consecrated. Oh, hundred percent. Because, you know, if you are familiar at all with the New Age movement, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of that is said and you mm-hmm. know, there's emphasis put on the spirituality of a human. And so we we all spiritual, but that doesn't mean it's coming or being channeled through the right source. The
1: same source, yeah. So we mm-hmm. need to
0: make sure that we are identifying the fact that what we have intuitively has to be consecrated and, and filtered and channeled through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we might as well be a soothsayer or... No, right. That's true. Or, or fortune teller, which we are not... That's true. Do not subscribe to, so...
1: No, that's absolutely right. Just
0: put that disclaimer out there.
1: And as a very needed disclaimer, especially in this climate where um, the, the focus is more on spirituality rather than God himself. Right. So um, that, that's very that's very key. The point that we're, we're trying to bring is this is not something that you don't have. OK, this is something that you have, but you may not notice it because you haven't really paid attention to it. A lot of us have probably been in situations where uh, we've said, "Man, I knew that was going to happen or, you know, like. I I, I think I should do this. And there's a strong leaning within yourself where you're like, "Mm, I don't know. Or even I have this feeling. Yeah. Like, oh, this don't feel right. Yeah. Something's wrong here. I don't know. That is discernment. Okay. so the question is, how do we intentionally cultivate that gift? What is that gift in the Bible? What is that sense to us? How can it help us to become more confident in our steps in our life and become more aware of God's presence in our life as well? We are aware of God through our five senses. Right. But we are also aware of our world, aware of each other, aware of God through this sense of discernment, which is extremely important in the time of deception that we're living in today. Being able to distinguish what truth is. Charles Spurgeon has a famous quote. And I'm probably going to misquote it, but he says uh, discernment is more than uh, just being able to distinguish between right and wrong. True discernment is your ability to, to distinguish between right and more right. OK, mm. so it's that fine kind of line where, yeah, this is right. And it moving you closer to righteousness, to what God thinks is right and not just what's generally right. Ephesians five, six through ten. And this is the um, English standard version that I'm going to read from. And it says, let no one deceive you with empty words because of these things. The wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were in darkness, but you are now light in the Lord. Walk as children of light for the fruit of light is found in all that is good, right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Walking in the light, meaning the paths that God has set before you that are, you know are right based on your experience with God, based on your failures along the way, based on the mistakes that you've made, based on the consequences that you faced. Do what you know is going to please God. And the fruit of that is what is good, what is right and what is true. So basically walking the path that God has set for you. Reaching for God, reaching for his righteousness, attempting and striving to live according to God's word will lead you to what is good. It will lead you to what is right and it will lead you to what is true. And then in order for you to have success in that, the Bible says and try to discern what is pleasing to God. There is an interesting story, and I think we might have touched on this previously about the story of Solomon. Solomon was King David's son. He was the son that was actually born out of the relationship that David had with Bathsheba and he becomes the king after David dies. All right. And, you know, we all know about King David, probably the most well-known kings of all time, but he dies. And now his son has some huge shoes to fill. He has to not only carry on the legacy of his father, but he has to also maintain what his father has established. And what's interesting about this story is Solomon understands first that this job is too big for me, right? This job is too big for me. Just to bring this home to us. A lot of times we find ourselves in situations where there's a choice between our ego and humbling ourselves before God. You know, like like there is, uh, you know, God blesses you with something real good or he blesses you with an opportunity. And there's that temptation to be like, all right, I've been waiting for this. I got this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. I've been groomed for this. I'm ready for this. Meanwhile, the truth of the matter is, yes, it is a blessing, but it will become a hot mess really soon if you don't get some help. And. What's interesting about this story with Solomon is Solomon is being groomed for this position. Like Solomon knows that this is going to be what I'm going to be. But he doesn't allow that to cause him to take a step ahead of God. First Kings chapter three, verses seven through 15. And now, O Lord, my God, you have made
0: your servant king in place of David, my father. Although I am but a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in and your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen a great people too many to be numbered or counted for multitude give your servant therefore an understanding mind to govern your people that I may discern between good and evil for who is able to govern this your great people it pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this and God said to him because you have asked this And have not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right. Behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning mind so that none like you has been before you and none like you shall arise after you. I give you also what you have not asked, both riches and honor. So that no other king shall compare with you all your days. And if you will walk in my ways, keeping my statues and commandments as your father, David, walked, then I will lengthen your days. And Solomon awoke and behold, it was a dream.
1: All right. So basically, David is no longer in the picture. Solomon is taken over and Solomon realizes this big job that he has. He has huge shoes to fill. He's now the king. And he realizes, oh, my goodness, now I'm going to have to make the decisions. I'm going to have to help these people. I'm going to be the one to have to do all this. And I don't want to mess this whole thing up. So first thing Solomon does is he talks to God. He talks to God and he says, Lord, you have put me in this place. But in reality, I see myself as just a little child of having little experience on this level. And I think there's an important part of humility in that way, where the first step to discerning what God's will is for our life is for us to humble ourselves, and for us to realize and see ourselves in the context of who we really are compared to God. The first thing that we need to do as far as cultivating this discernment is realizing, listen, God, compared to you, I'm a small child. I got to put my confidence in you because I don't know how to really do this fully and whatever that this is. Whatever that this is, Lord, I don't know which way to go. What do you have for me to walk into this year? Who are you setting me up to be a blessing to? Am I supposed to go to school right now? Am I supposed to start the business? Am I supposed to do it? There's all these decisions that we have to make. There's all these plans that we have, but only the plans that are according to God's will will prosper and succeed. So how do I align with God's plans for me? It starts with us just acknowledging the fact that, Lord, you put me here. You are gonna have to show me how to do this. He expresses an awareness of how big the job is that God has given him. Then his prayer springs from that reality. So that's another place that I think we can kind of park at that. God is calling us to assess what we might be responsible for. Right. Some of us may be parents. Some of us may be responsible for relationships in our families. Some of us may be the moral compass in our families or amongst our friends. Some of us may may be the one that people have been leaning on through these difficult times. Some of us may be um, somebody else's counselor, somebody else's advisor, somebody else's only friend. God wants us to pay more attention to who we are in our own circles, in our own lives. Understanding the gravity that you're not just living your own life here, that God has placed you in here as a conduit of his presence in whatever situation you're in. So it may be your job. It may be somewhere. God has put you in a place to represent him. And he wants you to reflect on the fact that, hold on, this is not just a job. I'm a secret agent from heaven here. Uh, Hold on. This is not just a conversation. Hold on. I'm not just a part of this family and this messed up family. No. um, The burden of the family is on me. But hold on. I understand the gravity of this. Lord, I'm a little kid in this situation. I may have grown. I may be the oldest in this situation, but I'm still a little kid in this situation compared to what, you know, needs to happen through me in this situation. I need your help. All of these things are opening us up for the opportunity for the sense of discernment to be awakened in us on another level. So that now as we speak, God is speaking. And as we are moving and touching people, God is touching them. So Solomon here says, Lord, give your servant an understanding mind so that I can do this job right. Give me an understanding mind that I might be able to discern between good and evil. That means that sometimes good looks like evil and evil looks like good. That's why you need discernment, mm-hmm. because it's sometimes it's very hard to distinguish what is right and wrong, because we're living in a day of a lot of almosts. This is a gray day where something that seems kind to God is really wicked. Right. And how are we going to be able to discern that? How are we going to be able to represent God over the convenience of others and really be a conduit of God's friendship to people, God's challenge to people and not just our convenience? And A lot of times discernment. Puts us in a situation where we might be sensing something that's not popular. We may be feeling something that goes against the majority. We may be feeling something or having to say something that's the only thing and the truth that the person needs and nobody else has been saying it, but it's God's truth. So he says, give me a discerning mind. That means before it comes out of my mouth. Right. That means before it comes out of my mouth, that it is thought about from the context of heavenly thinking. That when it filters through my mind, by the time it gets to the to my mouth is from God. He's praying for this. If we were able to look at our relationships, our family, the people who God puts us puts responsibility on us for. If we would see them not as just people, but as God's people, the context of our lives would be different. If we look at our neighbors, our friends, you know, the people who are breathing just like us, not as just another person, not as a particular race, a particular gender, a particular class, but they are all God's people, meaning God has a purpose for each and every one of them. And if I'm an agent of God in this earth from the kingdom, then I ought to be in position to hear from God in whatever situation that I'm in, that I might represent Him in this situation. Sometimes it comes across like, say hello to that person and acknowledge them. Because they're on their way to committing suicide because they feel like nobody can see them. Who knows? But God knows these things. So there's a level of sensitivity that He's calling us to, you know, like sensitivity is work, it's not passive. And I think that's really what this series is really about, it's trying to help us to be more intentional about passive things. Right. We've been passive about oh I just seen that. Okay. Oh, I heard that before. Oh, I smelled that. or I tasted that. Oh, I touched that. But put some intention on that. Pay attention to why you're seeing that. Why do you see that and not that? It's still in your vision of you. You heard that, but you didn't hear that. And this is this is what God is calling us to heighten our sensitivity to everything that's going around us in this day.
0: And then also just checking your mind and making sure that is aligned properly so that you're able to rightly discern mm-hmm. and interpret what it is you're experiencing. Mm-hmm.
1: So this is what Solomon prays. He says, Lord, this is what I need from you. I don't need money. I don't want riches. I don't need you to destroy the enemies that hated my father. I, I'm not thinking about none of that. Right. I'm, I'm, my, my first prayer to you is these are your people. I don't know what to do. I need discernment so that I can represent you right now. And the the reason why this is intriguing to me is because I had to really put myself in in this situation um, of what what if I'm inheriting a kingdom, right? A kingdom that um, has a legacy that all falls on my shoulders. And because this kingdom is so great, I got a whole lot of people that want to come destroy me. I don't know if my first prayer would be, Lord, just Give me the understanding to be able to govern these people. Right. I think I'd probably be like, OK, Lord, first thing we want to do is make sure that this legacy lasts. So I need you to get, get rid of all these haters that's around me. Get all these people that's trying to secretly come circumvent this whole thing that you blessed me with. I want you to cut them all off this way so that I want you to cut them off so that we can live according to your word so that we can live. You see how we flip. You see, I would have flipped it. And notice God honored the prayer concerning discernment because when you pray for desertment, all that other stuff comes with it it's amazing and right this
0: is and why I'm sitting here and listening to this story, I just keep thinking about and i don't want to you know take no, you go ahead. Course, no. uh-huh. but I, I keep thinking about to me one of the Biggest example and the best examples of discernment in the mm-hmm. Bible. And it's, it's really just one verse. I don't know if you remember uh, Dr. Young. Um, oh, the, the sons of Issachar. Yes. Yeah, she she highlighted this one verse and I never forgot it. And it was just one verse. First Chronicles 12 and 32 of the tribe of Issachar, men who understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do. 200 chiefs and all their relatives were at their command. So Issachar was one of basically one of the 12 tribes of Israel. And when he was given the blessing from Jacob, he wasn't given anything like swelling. It wasn't anything extravagant. He basically just said, you're you're a strong donkey to sum it all up. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you're going to be really good with your hands and you're going to work. At first glance, it would seem like that's just kind of like almost like a curse. Like, yeah, like you not got cheated. Right. Like yeah. you're not giving me riches. You're not giving me. You're just telling me I'm going to work. But what ended up happening was the, the land that they acquired when when they were given when all of the 12 tribes were given the land, mm-hmm. the land that that particular tribe acquired was some of the richest land, even to this day, some of the richest, most fertile land. Mm-hmm. And this particular tribe was instrumental in helping David acquire the throne because they knew what Israel should do at that point in time. Mm,
1: That's good. Just
0: just like, and I'm sitting here listening to you talk about, you know, Solomon, how uh he asked for, you know, some years later, he's asking for the same discernment and wisdom to be able to lead his people, Uh God's people. But the sons of Issachar had that discernment to be able to guide the people where to go mm-hmm. just like this, this, this point in time that we're in now this season, yeah. this season where there's a lot of questions and we're, we're left going, where sh- should we turn left? Should mm-hmm. we turn right? Mm-hmm. The rest of the world is going this way. I'm going to go that way. Cause I'm feeling led to go the opposite direction. And all the while God is giving us that same discernment and anointing right. to be able to know exactly where and what we're supposed to do so that we're able to work the land. So the sons of Issachar, they That's worked. Really good. Yeah. They they used their hands and they they did have to work. You know, the Bible says they did hard manual labor. Mm-hmm. But because of that hard manual labor, they reaped rewards and benefits and the land that they worked hard to till and plant, they reaped great benefits and great reward or harvest from it. Yeah. So, That's you know, good. In the same sense, you know, the discernment that we're asking God for, we're not asking for the riches that come with it, but with it, like you said, with, with Solomon mm-hmm. will come a great reward and we'll have the discernment to know where to go and how to work the land and how to work what's
1: in our hands yeah. to be able to make the decisions necessary. Yeah, that's excellent. It's amazing how God would do it, where if we ask for the right thing, all these other things would be added unto you. Like, that's what really what it is. And unfortunately, this life and the way we, we uh, the way the society is designed is, is flipped. Like, we need to ask God for what we need and we need to ask God for what we want. Right. And we end up asking him for stuff that's already included with what he would give you anyway. Right. It's just that we're asking the wrong things. God. Honors his request. And God is so pleased that he asked this, that everything that he didn't think about asking, God said, I'm going to do this. So what lesson do I learn from this? If I ask God for a discerning mind, that I might govern the people, govern the responsibilities, be a good steward of that, which he's given me all of these other things that I, it may be in my heart or I may not even think about asking for God says, I love that. So this is what I'm going to do for you. Not only am I going to do this, but I'm also going to do this, 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 this and this. And then I'm going to make you so great that nobody's going to ever be able to match you from the posture of your heart. Mm. From one prayer of sincerity, Lord, the life that I have, you gave it to me. The blessings that I have, you gave it to me. I don't know how to live this life right. I'm a mess. I got no idea what I'm doing. I got some experience, but ain't close to yours. Give me a deserted mind that I might be able to live this life according to your will. When Solomon prays this, the Lord says, behold, I have already done it. So now the question comes, how do you know that? Like, like, what does it feel like to now be more discerning? Right. Like, what does that feel like? Like What does it feel like if God says, "Okay, you already have it. All right. So now are you am I going to hear something audible now? Like, am I going to feel something different? Like, am I going to feel like I got juiced up with some power? What is it going to feel like? It's going to feel normal. <laughs> You're going to feel the same. It's going to feel like you always felt because faith in what you prayed and faith in what God had just said he done for you is what's going to activate it. And people are going to start to notice the discernment before you do. The 15th verse, the first sentence says, And Solomon awoke and behold, it was a dream. There are times where we are meditating in our spirits because we are contemplating and mulling over the responsibilities that we have in this life. Many of us maybe go to sleep with the responsibility of tomorrow and you're worrying about how your life is gonna be and this pandemic and how it has affected your life and every day is just a different day and you gotta just take it one day at a time and you go to sleep in your mind and instead of worrying about it, You begin to meditate on how God can lead you this way, whether you're conscious or unconscious. If your spirit and your heart and the mind, that inner person is seeking God and praying and all that, whether you're asleep or awake, it's just as real to God. So we have to make sure that our inner man is in line with the voice of God, Mm -hmm. that our inner man is in line with what the Holy Spirit is saying so that we can drown out our own voice of doubt in ourselves and be able to hear. No, God say, okay, no, go ahead and do that. Go ahead. I'm with you. Go ahead and do that. And sometimes it's real quiet. And sometimes it feels dead wrong. Like how you mean how how I'm going to go to school right now? Illogical. It doesn't make sense. What is that? God, what? That ain't God. That's just my imagination. But a lot of times God speaks to us and it feels like a dream. It feels like it's not real. But heightening our sensitivity to God is what's going to help us to be able to decipher. What's true and what's not. So there's these four things and the base is based on Proverbs 3 five through six trust in the Lord completely and do not depend on your own knowledge with every step you take. Think about what he wants and he will help you go the right way. Do not trust in your own wisdom, but fear and respect the Lord and stay away from evil. If you do this, it will be like a refreshing drink and medicine to your body. This verse, these couple verses right here, I believe, encompass the whole how do we become more discerning and how do we become more sensitive in relation to our relationship with God? So the first thing that this calls us to is trust in the Lord with all your heart and mind. That's not just your physical heart. That is the seat of your emotions. Mm -hmm. That is your inner being, the dialogue that you have within yourself, where the the seat of doubts, that area where your decision making is. And also your desires and your desires. Absolutely right. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Secondly, lean not to your own understanding. Understanding there means your perception, the the facts that you have deduced, your interpretation of things. Bible saying, lean not. That means you consider, okay, God, I'll take that. Okay, you're telling me to do this? Okay, I'm going to take that into consideration. But. What I'm probably going to do right. is this, because you haven't really given me too many, you know, you're not really giving me the whole thing straight. It's always vague with you, God. I don't know if anybody can relate to that. Like, God, it's always cryptic. It's always in some way, some language. I don't know. So I'm leaning towards yeah, this way. Right. It's a test. It's always a test, God. So, you know what? I don't feel like taking a test. I, don't, I didn't study. I don't have time for this. So I'm going to lean on my own understanding. He says, don't do that. But in order for you not to lean on your own understanding, we have to do what Solomon did in all your ways. Acknowledge him, meaning acknowledge your need for God to God in everything. Acknowledging that you're wrong and acknowledging you're wrong to the person that you wronged are two different things. Acknowledging your need for somebody. And acknowledging your need for them to them are two different things. Right. So I could say, man, I need help right now. Mm -hmm. That's different than saying, man, I need your help right now. Right. God wants to know that we know who he is and that he is respected in our life as our resource. So respecting God is just a matter of Lord. I got no idea what I'm doing. I need your help with this. You may not even know what this is. You may not even have an idea of what 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 you need help with. But, Lord, this just feels like I'm all over the place. I don't know what I'm doing. I need your help. Telling God about it. It says in all your ways. That means everything you decide to do, everything that is a decision run it by God. Even if you're like, Lord, I thank you for this. I'm going this way. You brought God into the conversation to say, don't go that way. Right. Finally, God's will for you will become evident after you do these things. Now walk forward in faith. Mm. Now begin to govern the people. And one of the most beautiful examples of this whole thing is, and you probably heard the story before, where two people come to him and they both claim to be the mother of this baby. And there's a discrepancy between who the mother is. Everybody's watching because this is his first major decision. Now, Solomon has already prayed and the answer came in a dream. Right. So the reality of this forward movement with him having all this discernment, it's not really been there yet because there was no evidence of it. Like I, don't, I don't think he felt more discerning. Ah, yes. I feel the wisdom coming on me right now like a cloak. No, he just had to go and be king. So they come in there and they are going both of them are making points to the point where The average person would not be able to decipher what the right thing to do is. So the Bible says Solomon says something absolutely absurd. He says, "Okay, go bring me a sword. Let's cut this baby in half. So that you can have half and you can have half. Wow. Really? Let's cut this baby in half, knowing that the real mother wouldn't want to see even her dead baby be cut in half. And the Bible says that that decision that came from Solomon left an indelible mark on the people's minds. At that moment, they said, where did this discernment come from? This has to come from God. I want to encourage all of us today that as we are going through our lives and as we are going through the next stages of our journey with God, that we become more aware of how we are being used by God to affect those around us. There are going to be situations that are just really complicated, that people are going to come to you and say, Hey, listen, I don't know what to do. And you're not going to have the answer because you haven't been through it. You're not going to know what to say. But seeking the Lord in your quiet time, in the privacy of your own heart, in your own devotion with the Lord, you're seeking God's wisdom for how to live the life that He has blessed you with. He will give you the discernment to be able to make those decisions that will not only bless your life, but bless others. And just also
0: keeping in mind that the discernment that you have, the responsibility to it is the fact that other people are attached Mm -hmm. to you and dependent on the decisions you make. So, Mm -hmm. you know, again, consecrating your decisions and your judgment to God And allowing him to give you the discernment and even just like the sons of Issachar to know what to do Mm. in this climate where evil is good and good is evil. And there are lots of options that are being presented to us and that are going to be presented to us. And lots of questions. Should we do this? Should we do that? Should Mm -hmm. we take this? Should we not? Mm -hmm. Should we go this way? Should we go that way? In this time, we have to discern where we should go. Absolutely. And not follow the flow of traffic. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes that's leading us to danger or that's leading us to death. So we, we have to more than ever be discerning of what we should be doing and where we should be going because the discernment that the sons of Issachar had was not just for them, but it was for the entire people of Israel. So we're connected to all of us. All of us are connected. And as the body of Christ, we need to discern as a group where to go and what to do and the decisions to make so that we are God's wisdom in the earth. In the world, there's going to come a point where Everything's going to look good, and the stage is going to be set for the Antichrist to come, and it's going to be peace and safety, and we're mm-hmm. going to look and go, "Oh, but this is great. Yeah, why would we not times we living in. yeah. Why would we not go to where everyone yeah. else is going, and why would we not accept what everybody else is accepting, but then sudden destruction.
1: Amen. So
0: the discernment is in knowing where God is, not everybody else. Amen, and that people can look to us
1: for sound advice and decisions. Amen. There's safety in that. So we pray that you have been encouraged and blessed by this series. God is drawing us closer in this season, closer to him, closer to his voice, closer to each other, more aware, more keen to what is really going on behind all the smoke screens. God is speaking. God is moving. And we want to be where God wants us to be so that we can experience the goodness and kindness of God through all of this stuff that's going on. So, Lord, we thank you for another opportunity that you have given us to just come together and share in this sense of community. Uh, we've grown to look forward to this time together, Lord, of fellowship and of, of growth. And there's just quiet time of reflecting on you. Now, we thank you, God, for this series that you have allowed us to walk through and journey through and how you have spoken to us about things that are common to us. But you've allowed us to see them a little deeper. We pray, Lord, that in the coming days and even in the the years ahead, that these thoughts and these things that we have learned today and, and in the last few weeks that would stay with us, that would spring forth in times where we need it. Bless your people, Lord. Draw them closer to you, God. You promised that as we draw nigh to you, that you would draw nigh to us. And I pray, Lord, and most importantly, that those that may be listening, that do not have a relationship with you, that have not confessed openly their faith, And the finished work of your son, Jesus Christ on the cross, that if they confess their sins, that you are faithful to forgive them and cleanse them from all unrighteousness. I pray, Lord, that you would prick their hearts now and let them see a need for you and let the confession be on their lips and let them open up their hearts to receive you, that you may be Lord of their lives and that they can come into the fullness of what you call them to be in this earth. This is our prayer today. In Jesus name. Amen.
0: We hope you've been blessed by what we shared. You can follow us at Sunny Devotionals on Instagram and like us on Facebook, where we can continue our discussions and keep in touch. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.